Um, whenever you're ready, begin our business. Are you going to be able to separate the recordings here? I will. I will. Right. I will do some editing. I think it's called editing. Yeah. Right. I will do some editing later. We'll fix this in post. <laughs> are we if on? Only, if only we could. If I think we are. If we had post. I think we are. I think. Hello. Oh, yep. All right. No, so please. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. No. Did you get a Did you get a photo yet for the oh, uh, no, social that. media that we, don't, that we don't do? We're going to get to that part soon enough. I'm ready. Um, let's do this. Okay, All I right. think we've got one. Hello, and welcome to Nick and Doug's Sound Explosion, a pure podcast for now people. Today is July 11, 2020, and this is episode number... Oof. 21-ish? Uh, 21 on the dot. Really? I got it again? Yeah, 21. I know, oh, you're on a roll. Wow. I really this am. This is the podcast where Nick and I, yes, that means I'm Doug, talk about the issues. And when I say the issues, I, of course, you mean... You probably mean the, the topics, right? The topics. Okay. You, look, you see, you show up to rehearsal once. Okay, I nail it. You're on yeah. it. Exactly. Big difference. Big difference in the production value. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As always, we like to start things off with the Columbia University and the City of New York Sports Update. I pause there while the theme music for that is is playing. You want people to be able to like enjoy the theme a little bit, exactly. Without believing uh, And our update is the fall sports season was canceled. Really? Yeah, Ivy League football. It's the first conference to cancel. Well, at least football, but other sports as well. Oh, is that right? And, yeah, and I really, really thought this was their year. This is the true tragedy of 2020 and the pandemic. Yeah, right. Is this was Columbia had had Ivy League crown written all over? Sure. Yeah, yeah they were on track for big because they had they had that quarterback and you know the new system and the thing. Right. So yeah. I really thought this was uh, this was the year. Uh, uh, but yeah, they were the first <laughs> first ones to smartly cancel it. I okay. I. So the as of now, the Big Ten has said they'll only play other Big Ten schools. Of course, that leaves How a school that? like Notre Dame that doesn't isn't in a football conference plays no one. I guess. What does that even mean, Big Ten? How does that help? Big Ten will only other play travel other Big Ten schools travel. So they won't be on from planes. They won't. Still gonna have to they as far like travel. That's like the baseball thing. They're all playing. Only you're only playing teams like within your geography. And so does that if matter? I mean, you still unless they're going to drive their own cars to the games. Everybody's going to drive themselves. What does it matter? I think it's more controllable that you're not crossing into many other places i assume they're looking at this as to slow the spread of the the virus but of course i think it's like the cubs will travel four thousand miles and the houston astros will travel forty thousand miles in the same you know 70 day period or whatever um i feel confident uh this season's gonna last like a week anyways if it Starts at all. Really? And then what do you, what's going to happen, yeah. do you think? Then I think there's going to be something, the numbers will go up and it'll be a mess and it'll they'll just say, We're, we have to wrap this up. And I'm hoping gonna, not. I hope it is sort of this blueprint for how we can deal well, with the, the pandemic, but I just don't And then what it. happens? Then there's 
people like in empty stadiums? Like, is that how this works? Well, there's going to be empty stadiums now. Uh, a lot of uh, some of the teams are like you can buy. And I think the White Sox did it like for 1,500 people, like 50 bucks each. You send in your photo and they'll do like a mock-up like with your photo uh-huh. like in the stands in your, your uh-huh. seat. And the money went to, tra- uh, to charity. Okay. They already sold out. But yeah, basically no one in the stands. And I'm, I'm hoping that there is basically just because you'll be able to hear a lot of stuff that you sure. don't hear when there's a, a crowd sure. there, assuming they don't do fake crowd noise, which I hope they don't. Right. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting, but yeah. So that's our Columbia University. Update. Too bad they don't like like a hundred people in, right? Everybody sits like you know. Everybody gets their away from section. everybody. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Fun. And I think they will. And tickets will be a thousand dollars each, and right. they will sell out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, that's a little nutty. By the way, but I do have another Columbia little tidbit. Can we throw Let's that in there? Are you okay yeah. with this? Oh, of course. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you. So this was uh, somewhere on the Google machine. I think it popped up some sort of news feed, yeah. something. Uh, when Noah Scheidlauer was 12 years old, his father handed him a menu from an empanada restaurant in Queens, New York, and told him to keep it in a safe place. Scheidlauer, now a rising sophomore, more at Columbia University. By the way, I was a rising sophomore at Columbia University, but I think it meant something completely different. Yeah, right. He still has that menu and approximately 5,999 more along with it. He has now collected over 6,000 uh, to-go menus. From the same empanada place? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I uh, uh, No. Uh, from all over, uh, heaped into plastic crates. Apparently, he used it as piles in his parents' house in Long Island, where he has lived since early March Holy due cow. to the COVID. Uh, he, before that, he had spent much of his free time ducking into restaurants around the Northeast to collect their takeout menus. That's quite uh, a library. This, yes, and when this kid uh, gets married, has children, and then dies, it's up to his kids to throw away uh, these menus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to picture how many like crates, like what the volume, physical volume is of 6,000 carryout 6, menus. menus. It could be a lot. It's kind of a lot. I mean, if you think yeah. I'm looking like a ream of paper, right? right. It's, like it's 500. Sheet. So that's not 500 menus because the menus are folded. So it's probably like 200 or 150 menus. Well, figure, let's, let's say there, it's a trifold. So I'm doing some math. That. Yeah. So if you think, if that's 500 sheets and that's, let's call it, let's, be, let's say it's 200 menus. Sure. For easier math. Sure. So 6,000 menus. Yeah, it's 30 times that. They do that, right? Right. So it's yeah, that's, that's from being a rising sophomore at Columbia University. So it's not that much. It's, I mean, it's, it's still a lot, but it's not that amount. much. But they're still going to be thrown out at some point. Right. It's 30 reams of, of paper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, how many? 12 reams in a case? 10 reams in a case? Uh, good question. Probably, yeah, somewhere like that. 10, so three cases. I mean, it's a it's a substantial amount but sure heavy but you know yeah uh we like to follow that update with the jewish joke of the show punchline only best today we have a classic okay 
We're going old school classic. Ready? Yep. The old man replies, I make a nice living. (laughs) (laughs) I will say fully admit on as my my father lay dying last year. I made him say that every time I asked him the, the, you know, the uh, lead in to that, to that punchline. And it took him a while, and then he would do the bit. So I was very, I was very God bless. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, So what do you want to talk about? You got anything? Um, No, I I think we have topics. Let's do your topics. Well, here's the here's the thing. So we've been avoiding talking about the pandemic, but I've really I got nothing else. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about it. I don't want to talk about the political aspect of it. Really, okay. so let's 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 go this route. Yeah, how do you think this thing plays out? Like you have a crystal ball, you're looking in the future. Like, uh, what do you see happening um, due to the COVID nineteen? By the question. way, I'm drinking uh, an Arnold Palmer, which is my favorite summer drink. It's the you familiar? It's the half lemonade, half yeah. iced tea. It's a great. It's a. I haven't had one in a while, but I. Oh. I'm a, I'm into it. I, I like. The, I love the idea. They're delicious, and and uh, ESPN has been playing a lot of like specials on their the best of the This Is Sports Center commercials. Yeah, and truly, my my favorite one is they're in like the ESPN cafeteria, and two of these the Sports Center uh, uh, hosts are watching Arnold Palmer nice. make himself an Arnold Palmer. I mean, and he steps out, you know, out of the frame, and the two guys, and one turns like that was awesome. That is great. Yeah, it's that's a great. That's bit. a great. That's a great bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and I'm into the I'm into the beverage too. I used to not yeah. be an iced tea person, but I like it more and more over time. Especially if you mix in a little, a little lemonade really helps it along. They yeah, help a little other. a little something. And now I'm trying to drink this because, like I said, I've, I've tried to wean myself off uh, certainly off of sugar soda or diet yeah. soda or anything like that. Not that I drink a lot of it, but uh, yeah. Um, but enough that it's like need to need to stop that. But I enjoy the caffeine around two o'clock. Yeah, uh, and and a lot of premixed lemonade is way 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 too sweet. It needs to be oh, cut in. You need to totally. cut it in half, and then probably cut it in half again. Exactly. Um, nice pandemic virus. Yes. Um, so I don't really. I haven't really been following the news very much, and I definitely am not a scientist. So I don't know. I think the things when I've do think about it a little bit. Um, it seems like the timeline for the thing, for just the evolution of the the disease and the spread and the whatever and the you know vaccine, all of the things that would sort of like quote unquote bring it under control are the timelines a little longer maybe than people hoped or thought or wished. Um, and it's, it's a little more complicated. I, I think the thing that's interesting to me is one of the things is the, um, like thinking about the longer term impact. Um, certainly there's an economic impact and like, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, like, you know, some things go back to the way they were and then some things probably don't ever or and that that's not necessarily not. a bad thing oh i agree right certainly yeah. not for a while right so the trend over the last like let's just pick one random thing right the trend over the last um 
you know, 10, 20 years of like making airplane seats closer and closer and smaller and smaller and jamming more and more people in like, I don't know, like, do they, do they, you know, maybe that's not the way it goes anymore and they just don't do that because, or maybe they do. And then it's just, if they have to, for a year, use every other seat, that's what they do or whatever. Right. But I, I don't, um, I think you had mentioned something about like restaurants and the way they do business. If I mean, like, I think certainly like the economic structure sure. of, of how a restaurant is yeah, run has been a broken the, system for a long, long time. The death of the communal table and all oh, that gosh. kind of One nonsense, can right? Yeah. So I wonder, um, I guess those are the things I don't really know how it plays out other than, right. There's probably little things where, you know, people just aren't going to do the things where like you're all touching the same buttons at the store all the time on the checkout pad or whatever it is. Um, there's probably some stuff like that, that probably never goes back to the way it was. Right. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. It'll be very interesting. I think also over the next, it already has been, but over the next year or so, um, I think people are kind of selfish and lacking in perseverance and stuff like that. Like I don't, you know, people can barely hold it together. They were freaking out like, cause they had to stay home for a month or something like that. Right. Right. And, and the resistance to wearing masks and all these things, like, I just wonder, especially in American culture, like, I just wonder if people are going to be able to like hang with the changes, right. And follow the rules. I just don't know if that's, I think this, I totally agree. I think this thing is going to be with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. I see this like if someone said, you know what, this is going to go well into, if not to the end of 2021, wouldn't yeah. surprise me in the slightest. And you mean so, this particular this particular version of the yes, and the Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, just, you know, when think is like, okay, let's say they come up with a vaccine. It's like, well, all right. The logistics of making the vaccine, the yeah. logistics of getting the vaccine to people, yeah. to places where people then can go and get the vaccine and just the hysteria mayhem, how that's the unfairness, I think we can say, of how that's going to play out as well, the efficacy of it, how many people are not going to take the vaccine. I mean, that you know, you, we still have to do trials. We have to make sure this, you know, with right. that works. Um, I think we can minimize the impact over, and I think we have. I mean, I right. think there have been places where you see how it can be done. Right. Whether in this country we do it or not. I said we wouldn't talk about this politically, but that yeah. that seems to be just a, a just an absolute disaster yeah. but yeah i think this is something we're just there's just going to be have to be a mindset and a change and you're gonna see a greater sense of socialism in mm -hmm. a way that it's the only way you know we get through this economically yeah and that not necessarily the worst thing. And I think some of those right. things will be adapted. I think there will be corrections. I think there may be great corrections between the haves and have nots 
in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, or they're truly, I mean, if there isn't, then we're, then we're truly looking at a, a worldwide revolution. Yeah. Again, may not be the worst thing in the world. Sure. Uh, but I, I just, I, the, 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 the science, the math, the history, the project, you know, I look at those numbers and intellectually, I just can't see how this doesn't right. go on for a really long time. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, one of the things I think about with this stuff is, and again, I haven't, I'm not up to speed and, and don't know the data on, on different countries and so forth. But I think about, as it relates to this and in other contexts, like if the sort of, and we're going to use generalizations here, but that the sort of like American culture is like ill-suited to deal with this in some ways because there's too much emphasis on individualism and individual freedoms and blah, 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 right? Like, so like if you, you know, people who lived through, uh, World War II in England or in Europe or whatever have some sense of uh, you know communal sacrifice and exactly and, right like you exactly everybody right. was in the same boat your city was getting bombed you had to band together to do the thing like there's you know and I certainly in recent history in America and maybe kind of ever like except maybe in, you know, 1776 or something like that. Like you don't really have that here. Like people, you know, the, not that it only has to be about war or whatever, but I just don't think there's a lot of that, um, that communal thing where people had to get through stuff together. People have had to get through various things and sometimes extremely difficult situations in their lives individually or in like small communities, but not as a, country really even not even or two which was probably the maybe the most unifying thing like you know on some level didn't affect a lot of people at home in their day-to-day lives i mean not to obviously be a lot of many you know people were at war and their families were at home and people were doing the efforts and but that's the closest thing but i think like that's the only one I can think of where people have really right. had to, aside from the civil war, right. Is where, where everybody's kind of been in a thing together. Anyway, I just think, I just think that people want to do what they want to do. And they're used to being able to do what they want to do the way they want to do it. And, and even either under the assumption or not under the assumption that, you know, this won't affect the next door neighbor. If I do this, yeah, right. it won't affect the next door neighbor. And, right. and often they are, they are, you know, correct. And it is absolutely an American trait. Uh, uh, but I totally agree. This is, this is a completely different mindset. And this yeah. is truly everything you do now has this immediate domino effect. Yeah. As opposed to, while it had a domino effect, it wasn't quite so point A, linear point yeah, A to point that's right. B, that's right. where it is now. Yeah. Uh, and consequently, until really that mindset changes, yes. this, this just, there's no end to this. The, the virus doesn't care. Right. You know, it's just, it's looking for a host. 
and it'll just keep going right, right. until there are no hosts. Right. Basically. Right. Or it's wiped out by, you know, this miracle, you know, the, by the a vaccine, yeah. um, which by the way, people as well, there'll be a vaccine. It's like, yeah, but you know, there's an element there. Maybe, uh, probably, yeah. but it, to me, it's like you saying, you know what? My retirement fund is I'm going to win the lottery. Yeah. You might, but the odds are really bad <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, for, for that's a bad strategy to take right. on. Uh, for you know, for your future, for your the way you live your life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I. I just I'm forever optimistic. I think that you know there are. It does. I'm hoping it does bring about social change. It does bring about social goodness. It does bring about a care for other people. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, it has. And in some yeah. ways, it will it it will continue sure. to do that. But boy, I just here's yeah. One of my things about that is I'm interested in your to explore this more about your optimism and stuff. Uh, but you know, to me, I think right. It can it can definitely have the, all those silver linings, and we've certainly seen some of that. Right. Right. And people, a lot of people have been awesome and like really like caring and helpful and generous and selfless and all that stuff. Um, my, uh, my sort of concern with that in life in general is that, um, those things don't have necessarily the same weight, right? It's sort of the, like one bad apple spoils the bunch kind of a thing. Like, to me, like why maybe this is just the way I look at people in the world is like I feel like one person doing bad can outweigh a bunch of people doing good, and it's not necessarily the other way around um, correct I think it, it, it depends on the context and what we're talking about exactly, but like I think there are a lot of situations where it's not one to one like a one good person cancels out the bad person or one good person outweighs a bunch of bad people. I actually think. A lot of times, it's the other way around. One horrible person, like, unfortunately, you know, outweighs a bunch of people doing the good thing. Absolutely. And I think this is the perfect example of that. It's like mm. you have a group of, you know, 100 people and 99 have taken the precautions and, and, and have done what they're supposed to do. And the one person doesn't. It's like, well, now you've infected. Yeah. You know, and made irrelevant the the, yep. the works of the the other ninety nine. Yeah. Um, we'll, hopefully, we'll be around to see it. We should yeah. be around to 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 see it. Uh, it's fair. You know, if I could, if it didn't, I think there will be short term. I mean, obviously, there are short term. You know, bloodshed and and savagery of of basic human uh, institutions. But I think there's this real sense in the, the, that it's kind of a restart. And in the long run, I think great innovation can come out of this. I yeah. think great empathy can come out of this. And I think it can be done very quickly. I think in... All right, we're going we're gonna to delve a little bit politically here. Yeah, okay. I think in four months... At the at November election, 
you know, whatever damage has been done by this current administration, I think it's an extraordinary amount of damage, can be mitigated overnight with the election of someone else. Interesting. And I think it, you know, that right off the bat, things can change very quickly. And not very quickly. I'm not literally overnight, but it's not like, okay, it's going to take four years to do this. Like, no, this can be, there can be great change made. So what do you, and I say that because it has been done. In the what past. do you think that, I mean, so what kinds of stuff are you talking about? Because to me, I, I, if you're talking about like sort of the vibe, I agree. That's part and of it. I would, also, I would also sort of argue that like for as sort of, individually offensive or whatever as president Trump is like, I would argue that more structural damage was done to the country by Bush Cheney than by Trump. Whereas there's more like vibe damage and like emotional damage by Trump. And that that's easier to reverse pretty quickly with somebody else setting a different Right. And I understand absolutely what you're saying. And and I do agree with that. But it's still it still can be that can be reversed as well. And I say that because it it's what's happened throughout history. That these things do. There's there's ebb and flow and and, and you know the, the pendulum swings, you know, both yeah. ways. Um I think the simple fact of unifying trying to unify the country. Right. And that can be done. Yes, I agree. And th- that alone, I think, would, you know, if, this was d- if, it, if that was done four months ago, mm-hmm. we'd be in a completely different situation now than yeah, we are. that's right. And that can still, that can still happen. That can be done. Um, so I, I, I feel optimistic in that sense, as for the real like struggle institution, yeah, that's going to take longer <coughs> to change. Right. But I think it can. I think this has, and I think a lot of these things, a lot of eyes have been opened, and a lot of people realize, like, okay, how we've been doing things hasn't been constructive for the country, hasn't been beneficial for a significant number of people in the country. And I think taking the U.S. down, you know, a little humility and a little taking it down a peg or two and taking, Mm -hmm. seeing what other countries do and how they act. And maybe finally we'll say, you know, a little less defiance about we're the greatest country in the world and we can do anything. It's like, well, yeah, yes and no. And there's still within reason. It's a smaller world than it was. And, And our actions have these much more worldwide ramifications now and much more so than it used to. So I'm hoping a little humility, a little unifying, a little bit of empathy for those who have been wronged. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, that that will be sort of a blueprint for, for future change and future change for the better. Assuming then COVID-20 comes in and yeah, we're all done. <laughs> there's, there's also, there's still that, you know, I'm still a little bit, the hand sanitizer thing. I was, I, I use it sparingly. It's still, that stuff still scares me. It did before this. It still does now. It's like washing your hands, a little soap and water, fine. 
But some of that stuff is like, yeah, you're just providing, you know, a Petri dish for the mm. next, you know, super virus. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the numbers super well, but I was surprised to find out earlier on that, you know, the normal the sort of average like yearly flu deaths right actually kind of high-ish like they're ish right and this seems like we're at like i have to look at the numbers i might be totally wrong about this but my understanding is like we're at about like three times what the the number of deaths that you have for the normal yearly flu i think it's actually even higher now and i think the last i read was it's 50 to 100 times more likely to kill you covid than the normal flu Okay. It's just, and it's spread. Part of it, is, and, and some of it is a lot of people, you know, from my understanding, uh, it could be, again, my science is that if you have the flu, you stay home for three days. You have COVID, you could be out and about spreading it long before you get, you know, the, the symptoms. Having said that, but... I think the problem uh, is, one of the problems is that there's a lot... It, it, there's two there's the question of like do people really know does someone really know really know how this works and then right do other people have that also have that information and and share it right improperly so i think there's like an issue of i think some of the stuff is not totally known for with certainty with high confidence yet and then, oh, absolutely and then what gets passed around is some kind of version of that information that's maybe less uh accurate and so forth right and there isn't uh, there isn't really the problem is there isn't certainly with way more news sources and right. way more you know the the and we'll get to this in a little bit right. about the social media and so forth the amount of information and the amount of credible information are two yeah. completely different things yes totally And, you know, I, I, and I get that and I don't blame people, you know, it's it's when the president of the United States is saying one thing and the science community is saying another thing, you know, it, this is, this, this is how you end up in this situation. Right. Right. Hands down. But I think in, in all in all, I think we're looking at where if people think, oh, by September, we're wrapping this up, it's like, and everybody's going back to school and things are going back to normal. I just, there's right. no way right. I can look at that and think, yeah, that sounds plausible. Right. Yeah. I think we're, we're in this for a, we're in this for a while. Yeah. Which is, you know, by, uh, by ivory soap, uh, stock. At this yeah. Point. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now it's time for the philosophical question of the show. Mm. You would think that we were had been doing that, but this is going to be a uh, yeah. Okay, you know, we'll throw a little curveball in here. More formal. This is yeah. sort of this is a little political, a little you know, a little something something. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Is the preservation of culture a good reason to limit immigration? I'm going with no. I'm going with no as well. All right. So, <laughs> I don't right. I don't know what that is. I mean, that's like freezing something in time. Like that's not really. 
I think it's I a little less really apropos. Doable. Right. I think it's less apropos for the United States because this, right, of course. this is a, obviously a country I'll... Right. Native Americans, it's not, of course. And right, but but it if is you want to preserve of, the culture of Bangladesh and not let anybody else in there or whatever, like yes, I, I don't know. I mean, I get. And is the president to me is like, well, is the preservation of culture necessarily a good thing? Right. What right. if, if it's a crap ass culture that has really nasty aspects? Right. To it? Well, and who gets to decide that and stuff like that? Like, I mean, I guess exactly. if if the people, right in a in a group decide that they want to like hunker down and not let anybody else in they're entitled to do that but it doesn't seem i don't know it doesn't seem great i mean i have uh i don't know it's like everybody like wants to preserve the parts of things that they want to preserve which are not necessarily the parts so when people say stuff like that there's not one definition right when people like I want to preserve our culture. Like what part, what exactly does that mean? What parts does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and people like to, it's like the Swedish culture. It's like, well, you know, preserving, well, okay. Lutefisk is part of the Swedish culture. Sure. Yeah. We need to preserve that. It's like, do we, do we, maybe the licorice? Yes. But maybe that stuff, not so much. Right. Or like, (laughs) you know, whatever the, uh, yeah, everybody, I mean, I have some problems with these, you know, a lot of, people who like to, you know, people who are big into identifying themselves in some way with a culture or a group or whatever. And I think that's a lot of what this stuff is. And then it's like, well, you're just trying to create a, you know, a narrative or a whatever, or an identity for yourself that you're trying to define. And and you are most certainly doing that selectively and and emphasizing certain things over certain other things. And like, how you know you're picking and choosing and if everybody picks and chooses then what does it even mean to do that or to you know to use the same label like i don't even understand what that means and so well you end up in a gated community you know in elk grove village right but even within that the people in in the gated community would have different views about what actually it means to be part of that community that's right i just think that these ideas are i kind of get where it's coming from in the abstract but I think uh, it's not it's not practical and it doesn't really and the doesn't cult- mean, it doesn't mean what people think it means it doesn't right and the culture that in their own it, head right and the culture develops over time it wasn't like yes. well here's this culture and now people are attracted to it is like well right. the american culture 200 years ago is very different than it is now the french culture yeah. 200 years ago is very different How than about 50 than years ago. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yo, about, you're absolutely right. right. And so, so that develops over time and that develops, you know, whether it's, and if it means the end of, you know, some things go away for whatever reason, it's like, yeah. well, oh, well, right. You know, Take a picture. Else takes it right. Exactly. Right. And remember it and relish, you know, that time. Right. Uh, period. And, and we move, we move on. Yeah. I think it's, I think there's a lot in there. There's a lot embedded about people's just fear and resistance to change and, and they're wanting to self-identify in certain ways that are maybe. Right. Know. And there's a real comfort in there. And there's, it's in some yeah, ways like I get it. there's a real the like impulse. you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, you know, there, I, I totally, totally get that. Right. And people, excuse me, I think are really 
yeah, they're just selective about that stuff. Yep. You know, whatever it is, uh, you're, you know, I really identify as being from country X and I'm really my call. I need to preserve my cultural heritage. Well, it's part of your cultural heritage is hating country X, country Y next door. Is that, is that an important right. part? Is that what we're keeping? Precisely. Right? And let's face it. It was pure luck that you ended up in culture X, you know, yeah, that's you're doing to me yeah. that is interesting about that stuff that I get it. I get people want to have an identity and it helps them to navigate the world and feel better about themselves and stuff like that. But I don't know. Some level, we're just people, and you're, you know, your grandparents were from this place, and my grandparents were from that place, and like, so what? Right. Exactly. Who cares? Like, yeah. On some level, like, good for you. That's nice, and or or not nice, or whatever it is. But who cares? I think you know. There's a lot of also people hemming themselves and other people in based on those things, which I don't think, yeah, I just don't think it it matters or should matter. And it leads to a stifling of advancement, a stifling of education. And you you never want that. And there's definitely, um, you know, and especially coming from a country that was built on immigration and forced and unforced. uh, It's, it's, it's that's also one of those institutions or or culture you know or, or programs that I think this pandemic forces us to really look at because I think this is the first time, certainly in my lifetime, where the worldwide scientific community is working together. Right. We're not, this isn't a space race kind of thing or trying to develop. This is because it's in everyone's interest yeah. that the world has access to, you know, a, a, whether it's a vaccine or certainly a, yep. a way to mitigate the, the, you know, the symptoms and, uh, and sort of the long-term effects of, uh, of this virus. Yeah. And that may be a good place to stop. It certainly Maybe. can be. It can be. You can email us at nickanddugs at gmail.com. Uh, if you like to follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at Nick and Dugs, you can you can. I gotta say, <laughs> I've uh, I've kept it. I have not ventured into the social medias for our we're looking at six, seven weeks now. Yeah. I mean, and and I feel uh no then there's no FOMO whatsoever. Uh, I feel still, um, I read the newspaper. I read, you know, uh, sources. uh, uh, I watch TV news every so often. I feel that I am as aware of what's going on in the world uh, as I was uh, prior to, to having Instagram. A few less pictures of pizza, but for the most part, I'm, I feel, I feel, the, the, the bad outweighed the good for me personally. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to our friend, Bill Jacobs. I do miss seeing his pizzas, but I took the Instagram off my device. And I mean, I never was on the Twitter more than, you know, once every couple of months anyway, but yeah, I'm right. I think I might be done. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, I like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's just not, um, and if I get the I, news two days later, I don't fine. know. 
you know, the new, the, the news I need right away is my house is on fire. Right. And I'll find that out without pretty Instagram much. photo. Exactly. I think that, yeah, for me, it's, it's just not, uh, it's just not, it's not worth it. Period. No. And I think it, it, there's so many unhealthy aspects. Yeah. Yeah. I take a break sure. and that may, you know, let's see if there's a change with that or something may delve back into it. But, uh, yeah. but if not, you know, we're, we're okay. It's fine, but just, it's just more of a, you know, a personal thing for me. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not into it. I'm trying to make, uh, it's just better for me to not, yeah, likewise. not do this stuff. So uh, we probably won't food. put this photo that we took up That's, that we took today on the, but you and I you know, can look at it. You know, we can, if somebody wants day. to see the photo, they can email us and we will send it to them. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, and Doug's at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, do you have about, anything to plug young man? Anything you want to throw out there? Oh my God. No. Okay. Uh, I'll go with, again, keep buying that Think Jerky. Good. Oh, I ate some of that the other day for the first time. What do you think? Finally. For the first time. I gave you bags of it like for the last 27 years. I know. I finally got, I finally got into it. Um, and? It was good. It was tasty. Yeah. it's. I will say this. I haven't had it, any kind of beef. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I haven't had. That's the first time. Uh, I'm going to think about this statement, make sure it's true-ish. Okay. I mean, the last time I might have had beef jerky could have been in the 80s or it could have been in the 90s when we drove to Memphis. Like It's definitely been a long oh. time. Like I've, I know there's the modern, the whole modern era of, of beef jerky or meat yes. jerky or whatever, and I have not participated in that at all until this point, but it was good. It's good. I find myself, I keep it in the glove compartment of the sure. vehicle and you know, it's around, it's, it's your three o'clock snack every like late afternoon. Yeah. I don't want a candy bar. I don't want sugar. Sure. I don't want like that kind of thing. It's like, okay, but a little bit of this is like, oh, that yeah. change, like it, it, it makes me uh, yeah, it was it helpful. feel better. Yeah, absolutely. I might have some in a few minutes right after. Now this. we're talking thinkjerky.com. We also have sticks now, like beef sticks. Like a Slim Jim? Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, very tasty. Remember, kids, don't litter. Be kind to those less fortunate than you. And as always, keep up the good work. Oh, and also wash your hands, practice social distancing, wear a freaking mask, and pick <laughs> up after your dog. And again, the speed limits on the streets and highways are still in effect. It's, it's so true. All of that. Autonomous all cars. Can't come soon enough. Yeah, what happened to that? The, where was the worst? Uh, we haven't I, heard about that in like three years. Like uh, one the car I crashed did. and then everybody just abandoned it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Tesla has been uh, actually like they're much closer. Okay. They've been working on this a lot. I, I, it's, I remember having the argument that someone was like, I don't trust them. It's like, really? I'm uh, pretty right. sure that the software in the car, when it sees a red or, or, or you know, notices the red light, will stop. I cannot yeah. say that trust about people? a significant yeah. number of people behind the wheel of their car. I definitely don't trust people. Especially during, during these last couple of months. Watching the, the driving behavior the worst. Is, is just... When did it's like, okay, there's a virus. I can now go 60 down Western Avenue. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're living in a Mad Max movie. Totally. And everybody, and it's part of this whole thing. And there's a lot of, well, this is a whole thing. We could do a whole, we could do the whole next show about this. Like the, you know, 
everybody's wound up and it's their way to exert control. Since they have less control over the world around them, they're going to do it by, I can control driving like an asshole. Yeah, well, stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, figure out figure out some other way. Amen. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.